This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. As the Nationals are strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 88. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone at Cerrone16 on Twitter for Mike at the DC crossover for myself and the main show account. Hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving week. It is uh, Thanksgiving week for us as well, and we've got a uh, fun uh, little draft for those who were with us in the summertime, the dead season when it comes to sports, when it's literally just baseball going on. We did uh, some drafts. We did the backyard baseball draft. We did the fast food uh, draft. Or, or did we do that one, or did we talk about doing that one? I can't even remember at this point. No, what we, d- what we did was the fast food. I mean, we did well, – it might have been fast food items. Right. I'm not exactly sure. I think it was something like that, but we did – about two drafts since we were a partner with a contender, we've done two drafts. We yes. did the backyard baseball and the fast food draft. But there's so many drafts out there that we can do. Well, we also but, did the the name draft, the DC or oh, yeah. the DC athlete name right, draft. Right, right, yeah. Right. So we did we did a few, um, just as something on the you know change it up a little bit content wise and in the the slower times of the year. Uh, and we're going to do a little bit of that today as well as being the holiday week, we wanted to keep it light. Um, you know, not necessarily dive into the usual sports stuff as much, uh, this week. So we are going to be doing the Thanksgiving plate draft more on that in a bit. Uh, but it is still a sports podcast, so we are still going to talk some right. sports here at the top of the show. We will get into our picks later and, uh, trivia and, and the usual, um, topics there, but, um, I just imagine if if, so, if someone joins and they start listening to the show randomly, like during one of these episodes, they're like, <laughs> I, "I came here to listen about some DC." No, sports they would and- love it. They would love it. They'd go, "This is the best podcast in the world." They should do more of this stuff. Um, well, that, hey, I will say, I will revert back to a memory though. Is that one time? So I've I met your dad a handful of times and stuff like that. Well, I should I should say I met him once and then I've seen him the other times. Sure. Uh, but because uh, I you only meet someone once, you know, for the first time. But anyway, so 
basically, I saw your dad one time. It might have been at a broadcast we were having. You know, it was it was at a high school or or, or some some location. I forgot exactly where it was. And he looked at me and he started smiling. He was like, "You know what, Mike." You got to start doing those food stuff more often because that's the best part of the show. <laughs> I, I was mean, like, all right, Mr. Simpson, you got it, man. That's what we were known for on the radio when we were on uh, WGMU. Uh, we did a lot of uh, food content, and that is where a lot of our, our, our true loyalties lie. But uh, what do the contenders call us? They call us, uh, it's like we're sports in a slice of life or something like that. Or- <laughs> I don't know. They say they, they say uh, sports talk and other aspects and of other life. aspects <laughs> of life. A lot. Of, that's for sure. Uh, go ahead and download the Contender app, by the way. That's Contender with the K. Um, you can download the app for uh, not only listening to this podcast but uh, other podcasts as well as live shows. Our, our boy Mike Cerrone will actually be live on the Contender tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, the 22nd, he will be live tomorrow, the 23rd. On the contender, what from five to six p.m. Eastern time? So yeah, five to six. The old, uh, the old radio shift there for Mike Cerrone. So you can hear the Mike Cerrone show. That's pretty much. That's that's what you should call it tomorrow. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is that you were like, "Hey, man, if you want me to come on for fifteen minutes or something like that, I, I, you don't have to come on. I will literally <laughs> blab blab everyone's ears off for about an hour before they have." Uh, the next show that comes up on deck around six o'clock from the comedy cellar. But you know what? I, w- I would have done possibly two hours from four to six, but obviously this school that I have tomorrow, I don't get out until like four or five. Um, so I said, you know what? I'll help him out. I'll, I'll cover a shift for Bill Rowland uh, and, and do an hour of radio. But, you know, I'll probably just go down and just talk about every sport. I won't really sit there because that's our podcast is DC Sports. But I'll probably, you know, touch on the game last night, the Steelers and the Chargers game. And I'll touch on a lot of other different aspects uh, of sports and just my own opinions. And, you know, if you want to call in, obviously, again, we're, right. we're releasing this episode tonight. So <laughs> if, if they're listening yeah, to it we'll now, it give Twitter. me a call. We'll promote it on Twitter tomorrow as well. Um, so, yeah, be sure to feel free to call into Mike's show tomorrow and uh, join the conversation. He'll be on 5 to 6 Eastern time. you got to download the Contender app. That's Contender with a K to listen. You can also listen on your computer, but easiest way to do it, just download the app. I mean, it's literally so easy. It's all free. All that good stuff. Um, we do have, as I mentioned, the draft coming up. Uh, before we, we're not going to necessarily do our usual breakdowns of each team and their weeks, but we will let, talk briefly about uh, the teams in their past week. Not the full rewind, but um, the Caps, starting with the Caps. The Caps, two and two, uh, actually not two, yeah, two and two this week. Uh, two, on, two, on, two, one and one. Two, two one and one because the overtime. They lost to, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, the overtime loss. Yeah. Uh, started off. So we talked about this on the show that they were going to be on this West Coast swing and it was going to be games tough. You didn't, you didn't watch. You didn't watch any of them. Zero, <laughs> zero percent chance. I did tune into the highlights, but no chance I was staying up right, for those right, games. Right, right, right. Uh, Caps losing to the Ducks in overtime on Tuesday, beating the Kings, shutting them out on Wednesday, 2 nothing. Shutting out the Sharks the following night, 4 nothing. Or not the following, a couple, couple nights later on Saturday, 4 nothing. Thing, and then losing to the newly minted Seattle Kraken, uh, five to two. That was yesterday, as we record this on a Monday. So losing on Sunday. Uh, just before, without diving too much into the details, Mike. I mean, uh, with the road trip, are you, are you satisfied with those results? Is that about where you thought this team would be? I mean, that's about like a five hundred type road trip in a way. Um, you come away uh, with some points there. What five points um, on a four game swing on the West Coast? 
I mean, you got to be somewhat happy with that. Yeah, I mean, when you have the possibility of getting eight points, you get five points. I mean, it's it's very difficult to go on a West Coast swing and go all the way to California and then obviously, like you mentioned, going to uh, Seattle. But that's the problem is that uh, everyone's going to say like, oh, Seattle, that was a bad loss. But when you look, you know, a little bit further into this, they had the three, uh, L- I was going to say LA, the three California teams. Uh, and then obviously you had the San Jose game where that was a tough matchup, but they ended up coming up with a dub there. But the problem is you have to travel two states away from California all the way up to Seattle, or excuse me, to Washington and have you know basic i mean you you've traveled that night and then all of a sudden you got to go all the way up there and i mean it was a whole entire uh crazy 24 hours for them turnaround so that's probably why they got shellacked in that game so i don't really give it uh too much thought but i'm glad that they actually had that west coast swing they got a lot of points sam sonoff had two shutouts now i believe uh in his season actually i think he has three shutouts now uh from the coyotes and the other two games that he just had recently um so he's looking good uh vanacek's not looking too bad himself but the biggest thing is they came out with a good amount of points uh, it's right before the holidays, so they can come back home and enjoy the holidays with their families uh, from a long West Coast trip. Uh, so I, I'm happy with that. And also, uh, it, it couldn't come at a better time because Oshie's now healthy. Hopefully, Mantha, depending on his timetable, will come back after the holiday breaks and stuff like that that they have um, and uh, and days off. And hopefully, Backstrom is still on the mend, and we'll see what time he comes back. But five points out of, out of eight total points uh, uh, allowed, or I guess you could say uh, – uh, possible possibility or possible whatever you want to say it uh I, th- I think that's pretty solid to get five points from that did you see the uh that seattle pay, uh, did a tribute video for vtech vanacek because remember they took oh, him in the no, expansion really... draft and oh uh, and he was there for a week so for for so obviously like as a joke the team did a a tribute video for, for VTech Vanacek. That's, that's a good bit. That's a good bit. That's I'm not going to lie. That's a good lie. bit. I mean, that's a thing. It's like, yeah, they posted on Twitter, at Seattle Kraken, welcome back to a true Kraken legend. And it was, thank you, VTech. And it's t- <laughs> 10 seconds long. And it's just them announcing the pick. And then it says, thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so I got to check that out. I got to check that out. Shout out to Seattle um, for that. I mean, that's the thing. When you're a new franchise and you're trying to establish your identity and like... Uh, I mean, social media is a big part of that these days. I mean, obviously the guys on the team are are, are as far as like win, wins and losses. But if you're trying to like appeal to your new fan base and things like that, you got to be creative. You got to be funny. Um, and so shout out to Seattle for that. Uh, the Caps sure. right now eleven three and five on the year, twenty seven points. They're in second place in the Met under uh, right underneath uh, Carolina at twenty eight and right above the Rangers at twenty five. Um, so. Pretty good standing there through 19 games, um, 27 points. Pretty good start. I mean, as far as in the Eastern Conference as a whole, that's good for right around like third place in the Eastern Conference. So, um, and then in the, in the league, they're third in the league in points as well. So, pretty good. I mean, you can't really ask for for a whole lot much more from the Cavs, otherwise, other than being in first place. You know, like yeah. it's 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 the start that. This team just needs to continue to be in the mix. They need to be in the mix for those top three spots in the Metro, right? Yeah, and that's the biggest thing as well is when you're looking at the Caps uh, and their record so far, they do lead the entire NHL. Uh, actually, now they're tied with Calgary 
Um, but they lead the entire NHL in overtime losses. So if you yeah. think about, you know, one bounce here, one bounce there, and say they only, you know, lose two of those in overtime, that's an extra point uh, or extra two points, I should say. And right then, that would put them uh, in a tie for first with Florida. And uh, I think all of us can agree that Florida probably not going to be uh, a cup contender and just in my book. I mean, obviously, any 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 team can – can uh, you know propel themselves fells for, propel themselves forward? I need to. I don't. I don't like those those names like elves and, and with V's. <laughs> like V words should be just just eliminated from that. I got offense. it. I got you. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just think that they're you know they're a good team, but I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that can beat possibly Toronto or Tampa or anything like that when it comes down to the nitty gritty. Uh, but you're looking at you know teams like Pittsburgh. I mean Pittsburgh is seven six and four. They finally got uh, Gensel back and and Crosby back, so you'll see them probably propel themselves up the standings but I just think that the Caps right now they treaded water you know they got some nice minutes from their young guys like McMichael and Farivari and so on and so forth um but the biggest thing is you know they just got some great minutes from their young guys uh you know obviously they didn't get the best minutes from them because they didn't produce tons of points or anything like that but that didn't really make a difference they were basically just stop gaps to have Oshi, Mantha, uh, and hopefully Backstrom come back at some point. Uh, but Ovi has just been phenomenal. He's been carrying this team every single night. And then lately, what have you done for me? Lately, Tom Wilson has been oh, on yeah. fire. Tom yeah. Wilson has six goals in, I think, the last four or five games. Yeah, he was so, already hot heading into the road trip, and he's continued right. that. Yeah. Right. So that's a big deal. So, like I said, they're treading water right now. Uh, you know, Carolina and Florida are just having unbelievable starts. I mean, Carolina's won 14 of their 16 games outright, so that's a huge deal for them. Uh, but right now, we're playing very good. Uh, I just hope that uh, we we can hopefully win one of these damn overtime games. Like, come on, can we just get one overtime win? It would be nice. Uh, it would but anyways, be nice. yeah, overall, not that bad. Uh, so the Caps will be at home on Wednesday against the Canadiens, uh, Friday against the Panthers at home. So two-game home stretch here, and then Sunday they'll be back on the road taking on Carolina, the Canes. Uh, that'll be Sunday, 1 o'clock. Uh, real quick on the Wizards side of things, a 2-2 two and two week for the Wiz Kids. Uh, 105 100. They beat the Pelicans, uh, Pelicans on Monday. Uh, Wednesday, losing to the Hornets, 97 87. Thursday, started this two game kind of Miami Heat series, if you will. Heat uh, getting yeah, the best right. of them on Thursday, 112 97. But the Wizards returning the favor and getting the nice win on Saturday, uh, 103 100. The Wiz currently 11 5 on the year, third placed in the East. Just below Chicago at one and Brooklyn at two and just above Miami uh, and Charlotte. So nice little stretch, two and two for the Wiz kids. You got to like that. I mean, splitting the series against the Heat was what we wanted this team to do, if not take them both, but at least get one. Uh, Pelicans should have been a little bit easier of a win. That was the comeback, right, where they were down to the Pelicans for a while and they were able to come back and get a win against a, t a Pelicans team that's really not that great with no Zion Williamson. And then that Hornets game, that was going to kind of be a toss-up. The Hornets are better than their record, um, and uh, but the, the Wizards held them. I mean, really not that many great scorers in that game. I mean, besides Rogier and Bridges, uh, the Wizards were able to put together a really strong game uh, due to 20 points from Daniel Gafford. Uh, big night for 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 Gafford, that's for sure. Right. Um, so nice to see the Wizards pick up some wins there, Mike, and uh, they'll continue that this week. They got the Hornets, they got the Pelicans, they've got the Thunder. And the Mavericks. So another four-game stretch here coming up for the Wizards, with three of those being on the road. Got to hope 
again, at least another two and two week might not be a bad thing for this team. Well, also when you're looking at uh, you know the games we talked about the most last week on the podcast were the Miami games because those were against you know pretty much we were looking at Miami as being one of the top two or three teams in the East. And I just think that, you know, the Miami, the first Miami game, okay, you know, they didn't have some guys uh, to play and they had some guys that were hurt and different things of that nature. But when you're looking at it, I just think that that second Miami game was unbelievable because of the sole fact that exactly what I told you last week, if they limited Bam Adebayo because he is, you know, few and far between, uh, you know, the centers that we have, you know, right. no, no offense to Gafford and uh, I guess you can, you can say Trez as well. You can't sit there and let Bam win the game for you. So the first game they played, I mean, Miami was shooting lights out in that game no matter what, but he went 20-9, and nine, almost had a double-double, and was just on fire. But then the second game, he only had like 15-6. and six. So it's, it's a complete difference. Yeah, it's only five points and only three rebounds, but those three rebounds are three possessions. You know, those five points could be those three possessions possibly. So you just never really know uh, how, how a team's going to react. And when they were down about nine or so points with about 350 left and they come back, they hold Miami to only 100 points and they end up winning by three I mean, that's just an unbelievable resiliency right there because we've seen that time and time again. You mentioned it perfectly. New Orleans, not a great team. They have Valachunas. They have Brandon Ingram. They got some guys on that team that can play ball, but the problem is that they don't have their best player in Zion Williamson, arguably their best player, I should say. And that's the biggest thing is that that should have been an easy win. They overlooked them, and all of a sudden they had to fight back the entire game in that. I think New Orleans was up by like, 19 at some point right uh so that's the crazy thing is the resiliency in that game uh and i think honestly they kind of <laughs> use a lot of their energy to come back in that game because then they shot the ball horribly against the hornets uh the next time uh, around but 11 and 5 right now is a great record because they got the hornets tonight as we record this on monday november 22nd then like you said they got the pelicans again the thunder those should be two easy wins dallas is always up in the air you never know with them san antonio who's been reeling they got some good players as well so you never really know what's going to happen with this team but I mean, this team is doing the same thing. They're treading water until Rui comes back, right. until Thomas Bryant at some point comes back, and then we have that always good problem to see how are you going to fit in you know, good players into a lineup that's gelling right now. So we'll see what happens, but I mean, going into our next recording, uh, possibly next Sunday, we'll see what time it will be. Um, but, I mean, they have four games. They got, like I said, Charlotte, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and Dallas. I mean, we should easily come out with, with at least two wins there, uh, if not go three and one, because you can always have a letdown, possibly with Charlotte or Dallas. So we'll see. Uh, Rui Hachimura seen at shoot-around uh, a day ago for the uh, first time this season. So got to think he'll work himself back into game shape and be ready to go. Uh, right, right. And that, that adds an interesting dynamic for a team where things are going really well. Uh, he's a good player, but how they can fit him back into the mix, uh, that will be interesting to see. And then last but not least, the Washington football team, of course. Um, we have a streak, people. We've got a win streak now. Oh, boy. Uh, 27-21. Washington football team picks up their fourth win of the year uh, over Cam and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and this was a big one because Carolina was coming off of a win against Arizona. Um, 
Carolina has looked pretty strong uh, since Cam Newton has come back. I know it's only been a game or so, um, but still, uh, this was one I was worried about, and you know, rightly so for a while. But at the same time, this team did what they needed to do, got some key stops, and picked up a huge win. Uh, Heineke, sixteen for twenty-two, two hundred six yards, three TDs, no picks. Back-to-back weeks uh, where Taylor Heineke is able to not turn the ball over. And that's just kind of what we've asked from him. Another game where he stayed inside himself, didn't make any too too many crazy, crazy plays, um, and just did the right things and, and had a great day. Uh, Gibson, obviously the fumbles, uh, not, not ideal. It didn't cost the team luckily, but it could have. Uh, this could have, if, if, if they had lost this game, you could have pointed at, at um, some of those plays there. Uh, Terry McLaurin, a, a great day for him. Scary Terry, five catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Carter, we talked about DeAndre Carter after week one, and I said, uh, and, and you agreed, that this is a guy to keep an eye out for this season. And it, he just continues to shine. Uh, only I, I, it's and it's only unlimited plays. That's the thing. It's not like this guy gets ten targets a game or anything like that. But uh, two catches, twenty-two yards, a touchdown. Great play there. Cam Sims with a nice touchdown um, as well. Uh, but another guy I want to shout out on the defense side. Cam Curl had a really really strong game uh, for for this team as well. So um, you got to be happy with another win. Uh, two in a row, uh, and especially looking on the other part of the division where Dallas loses. Uh, so now, I mean, look, I'm not going to get too crazy with this, Mike, but, I mean, Cowboys 7-3, and three, Eagles 5-6, and six, Washington football team 4-6. and six. This team is only three games back. It's possible. I'm just saying there's right. a chance. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest thing uh, when you're looking at the standings for the NFC East is, yes, it's possible. I mean, like you said, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves no, here. No, I no, mean, no. The, the Cowboys are still good. We hey, we play them twice. We play them twice. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. We also play the Eagles. And the Eagles, I don't think, are as good as their record. I just think that their, their strength of schedule is not that great. Um, but let's the play the time, schedule game, then. Let's say okay. Let's look at this ahead. So we've got the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson has not looked the same since he's come back from injury. Now, that's right. not to say that by the time they play him on the 29th, he'll be back to his regular self, but I'm just saying the track record here the past couple games, he has not looked that great. No. So, and that one's at home as well. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, it, it, it is possible. I think <laughs> that it, it, I mean cuz Seattle hasn't I mean they they barely they're, they're almost as bad as the Falcons right now, I'd say when Russ came back. Now, I'm not saying it's all Russ's fault. But like you said, he got out of rhythm, and that's the problem. Right. Is I mean, not saying Geno Smith's gonna do any better, but at the same time, that's gonna be. I mean, I think the game right now, honestly, I think it's an even spread. Yeah, uh, I think from, you could say. I, I think I you could say that's a possible fifth win there. The Raiders yeah. on the road, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. The Raiders yeah. are kind of one of those weird up and down teams where they yeah. aren't necessarily consistently good week to week, but they'll be good in a game where you really don't want them to be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's go with 45 against So I could somehow. say, so I'll say, like, all right, maybe we lose that one on the road. It stops the streak. Cowboys at home, December 12th. Mike, I'm calling a win right there. I'm saying we, we, we beat the Cowboys there. Pick up win number, uh, that would be win number six on the year. Am I doing my math right, or is that five? Yep, yep. Yeah, six. Yep. So I'm going to say we get the Cowboys win there, beat the Eagles on the 19th, probably lose to the Cowboys on the road. Sunday Night Football. Beat the Eagles, beat the Giants. Mike, 
this team could be in the mix. Because that that would be that would be what eight wins right there. I think so. so eight eight wins out of so that'd be eight and nine. I mean, so we're that, at, that, so we're at four right now. Seattle five, Cowboys first game six, Eagles seven. We lose the Cowboys second game. Eagles eight. No, now it'd be nine. Nine wins. That would be nine oh, because nine, beating okay. the Giants there the last week. So right, 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 right. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't know. If you're playing that kind of game, that's that's always a tricky game because you never know about Dallas. Because right. we always play Dallas, and it's always a tight game. It always is, no matter what. Oh, for, for the sure. most part, I know. I know. Um, I know. And, and the Dallas has the Raiders, the Saints, Washington Football Team, Giants, Washington Football Team, Cardinals, Eagles. To finish yeah. So they 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 got a difficult schedule as well, and they have looked like ter- terrible crap right now. Uh, and, I mean, and that's the funny thing is like they'll go out there, they're the same kind of thing. They'll go out there and score nothing against whoever they played last week, um, and then uh, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, and then they'll go out and they'll just pound a team, you know, score forty. They'll, they'll beat the Falcons by eighty, and then all of a sudden they'll go this this week and just do nothing. Yeah. Once again, so you never know. So I just think that when you're looking at the game that we just uh, that we just had, just to, just to touch on that real quick, we'll play the schedule game. Uh, hopefully, we'll play the schedule game maybe next week when we have Seattle Monday Night Football. Right. Right. Um, but we might might be doing a post game show that night. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. We'll see about uh, it. Not um, me, because that would be like yeah. midnight. So yes. Yeah, well, actually, it's true. That's true. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, totally forgot about that. So, anyways, we have jobs. Um, so yeah, looking at it, the, the the biggest thing about it was Taylor Heineke wasn't leaned on once again to go out there and make like this these miraculous plays. Only had twenty two throws, which is great. Right. Um, Antonio Gibson, yes, he had the gaff with the uh, the fumble, and then he also had the gaffe later in the game when he ran out of bounds with about a minute and 50 left uh, that gave Carolina basically an extra timeout. Right. So that was bad, too. Um, but overall, it wasn't bad. Joey Sly, two field goals, uh, which was awesome, especially last night, which I might get into on the, on the, uh, the radio show tomorrow, uh, where Dustin Hopkins goes out there for the Chargers. Uh, and I was talking to my girlfriend. She's a Pittsburgh fan. I said, he said she's like, oh, it's it's going to be three points automatically. And I was like, oh, just, just wait. It's Dustin uh, Hopkins. Yeah, this is wheelhouse. Hopkins. I'm missing. It's a different, and, yeah. and he hooked it 10 yards to the left. Yep. The Steelers had a penalty, and he made the very next one. Uh, so it was <laughs> hilarious. But um, I think that when you're looking at it, look at time of possession once again. The, the, the WFT had 36 minutes compared to 24 minutes for Carolina. So that's a huge deal. When you almost have a quarter more of time of possession, that's a big deal. Now, obviously, Carolina had a few more uh, bigger plays. Obviously, Cam had his 24-yard run. Then he had that beautiful pass to Christian McCaffrey for 27 yards. So right there, that's that's near 50 of their 300 yards uh, just on those two plays. Uh, but, you know, we didn't really have any huge plays. I mean, we had, I think, one uh, play that T- uh, Terry McLaurin had that was an underthrown ball. Um, but overall, I mean, we did, we had just, you know, consistent movement down the field, and that's what you want to see. And right now we're kind of trucking along, just kind of minding our own business. Uh, and, and you know what? Overall, I just, I'm just enjoying the ride they're on right now because it's always fun to see wins. You know, last week I was a little upset because of the sole fact that I was like, well, there goes a, a good pick for a quarterback because we just keep we're gonna right. win the games that we shouldn't. But at the same time, you always want your team to win. So I, you know, I'll, I'll change my tune on that a little bit because it's more fun to see your team win than to see them go out there and just get crushed like the Falcons had the last two weeks. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's definitely nice to see uh, some of the guys go out there and have some fun. Don't let this team get hot. That's all I'll say. Don't let them get hot because they could yeah. be in the mix. Or they'll just ruin their draft position and they'll just finish in third place in the division. And uh, <laughs> but hey, for this is one of those drafts that actually losing draft position isn't the worst thing in the world. Because if you right. were trying to shoot for a top pick, like for example, 
my Detroit Lions will likely end up with the number one pick, and there's really no bona fide number one guy right now. Like, because Thibodeau right, just had right. a bad game, uh, so he was exposed a bit. So who knows what, what's going to happen there? Uh, and so I don't know. And there's not even guys that are worth trading down for. So we'll see, we'll see. But this Washington football team, um, it's just fun to have some wins because of how much losing we had to experience throughout the season. It's nice to have a little win streak going for a bit. But yes, this team will play a week from tonight as we record this. It'll be Monday Night Football against the Seahawks. That's a late one for the fans here at home, I would just say. On a Monday night, you travel to Landover, you know it's going to be cold. Um, I mean, that's just, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, getting a chance to go see a Monday Night Football game, you're going to take that. But at the same time, I'm interested to see the crowd for Monday Night Game, uh, how that looks right, on right. TV. Because, um, I don't blame anybody for wanting to stay home and watch that game or go to a bar and watch the game rather than go in person. You freeze freeze your tail off yeah. and get home at 2 a.m. <laughs> no, <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> not, not something that we're super into there. Um, so that uh, does it for the sports side of things. Now we get to the important things here, Mike. We get into one of the most important drafts of the year. It is the Thanksgiving Plate draft here is how this is going to work people if in case you haven't listened to the other drafts but basically it's a draft right mike and i will take turns we'll go back and forth we'll make picks um i believe the very first time we ever did it we did snake and then we were like ah doing a snake draft doesn't really work with two people (laughs) because then it's just one person getting two picks at a time so we'll just go back and forth making picks and we will be building our thanksgiving plate so how we're going to build this plate is you're going to choose a meat you're going to choose three sides you're going to choose a bread a dessert and a drink a couple notes of clarification people clarification okay so um we are going to stick to somewhat traditional thanksgiving dishes and and aspects of thanksgiving um but there may be a dish or two that isn't necessarily what you may call classic Thanksgiving dish, but it is on lists online as possible Thanksgiving dishes and things like that. I just want to say, this is going to be Thanksgiving themed. It's going to be Thanksgiving food, but we got to get a little creative. So if there is some things outside the realm a little bit, um, trust us, we found it online on a, on a Thanksgiving day list, if, if all that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and then for like a category like drinks, it's going to be a little more like a free-for-all because anybody yeah. can choose any sort of drink. But you got to complete your meal because it's got to look good for the graphic, which will be on Twitter at the DC oh, yeah. Crossover. We will give you an opportunity to vote on your favorite plate. Uh, so yeah, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go, uh, I was going to look up like random number generator, but I guess, oh, I was going to hold up a number and then you, you guess it. That makes, uh, here, no, here, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do, uh, I'm doing a random number generator and, yeah. and it's going to be one or two and then I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit generate. So I'll hit generate right now. I'm clicking it. I'm, I'm uh, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm clicking generate. All right, pick a one two. or two. Okay, it is two. So you can have your choice Yeehaw! of, uh, I don't know why you wouldn't pick number one, but if you don't want to take the number one pick and you Oh, I'm pick... taking number one. Okay, you're taking number All one. All, All right, people, let's settle in to the drafts. Let us uh, let me get some good, well, we, we play that music for trivia. I was going to yeah. say, we need some good. Oh, it sounds like Santana. 
Yeah, we got but it's a not, bit it's of not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, we don't have, we don't have the uh, rights to the song. There's no Thanksgiving music, so <laughs> we're just going to do this. Well, I guess I can't really play the music and do the, the, the draft sounds, but whatever. Uh, we'll just start with the music and, and, and just keep going. Whatever. Uh, all right. Who cares? So, uh, Mike, you have the first pick of the Thanksgiving plate draft. You've got a yeah, lot of different areas you could go here. You know, the funny thing is, a uh, little, little side note, is that, I think I'm getting old because I think I I pulled like a muscle in my forearm. At, oh, I pulled a muscle in my bicep <laughs> yesterday. I swear to God, <laughs> it's been at work today. So I, I I was I was like like my coworker was like, did you get you know a, a strain you know doing the game? And I was like, I, I I guess. And I felt so bad about myself because I was like, man, I'm getting old. Um. Anyways, so that's besides the point. That's all right. Uh. So. Definitely not going with meats because meats for Thanksgiving are so overrated. I mean, ham, turkey, they're all garbage. You know, I, I would much rather have right now. I would, I would, <laughs> I would much rather have you know the red meats like steak and right. And, yeah, you and can't beef. have a steak for Thanksgiving. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, well, you, you could if you're you could, alien. You could do but that's some people. Here's the thing: some people do like r- r- different type of roasts and things like that. So like, yeah. you can get more creative for meats. But I'm with you where. I'd say the debate around the meat, like the got to be a bird. You and me fighting for the meat side is not going to be. Um, it, it, there's just fewer things to choose from as opposed right. to some of the other categories. Yeah, it's got to be a bird. I think that's just how it is. Right. Um, right. But anyways, uh, I'm going to go with well, a side. Oh, oh, let me know when your pick is ready because I'll hit the button. No, no, I know I'm going to explain it first. Okay, Trust okay, me. Okay. Uh, you, no, you, you'll you'll get it. All right. Uh, we've we've done this together long enough. You'll hear what I'm about to be saying. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go with the side. I think that you know what the side is because it's just so good. All right. Um, it <laughs> I, so, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. Well, I think I already know what your pick is gonna be once I make this pick. Okay. But I'm going to go with the classic mashed potatoes and gravy. Now, yeah. obviously, everyone wants to say like, "Oh, what kind of mashed potatoes are we talking about? We're talking about garlic. We're talking about roasted." But I, I'm just talking about mashed potatoes and gravy. Now, we're not going to get too specific when it comes to sides uh, with like types of mashed potatoes and stuff like that. Because right. yes, you can have different types of mashed potatoes, but I'm not going to sit here and and just you know click on and say, "Oh, I have to have the garlic mashed potatoes." If it's you know this other roasted thing, then that's garbage. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say. The whole encompassing mashed potatoes and gravy. Now, I prefer white gravy, but brown gravy is a good substitute. Yeah. So I'll say right off the bat that I like, I mean, I feel like that's, I, that wasn't necessarily the pick I thought you were going to take, actually. Um, I, I think I think I know what you're thinking, because I think that's what you're going to take. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go that d- direction. But um, yeah, I mean, mashed potatoes and gravy, especially just freshly made, delicious, creamy, are you? Here's a question for you. Are you somebody who likes the potato kind of chunks in your, or or the uh, skin, or any of that in your mashed potatoes? Or are you pre- purely, I want it creamy and 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 not like liquid, but like you know, like a good, <laughs> uh, you you want it to have texture to it, but nothing like with big chunk potato chunks or anything like that. Yes. So the funny story is when I was younger, I used to say I hate the potatoes with chunks in it. So my mom or my gram or something like that would always give me a side bowl, uh, and uh, sometimes they would they would do it. Sometimes they would say just just eat it. Come on, right, right. <laughs> grow grow up a little bit, Mike. Uh, but at the same time, uh, nowadays I don't really care. I do like the red skin uh, mashed potatoes that are in there sometimes. Sure. That that kind of adds a little flair to it, a little color. But I do like, as you say, the uh, liquidy mashed potatoes, sure. the creamy, the creamy yeah, the creamy. Ones. You get some butter in there. 
um, some seasoning. The gravy is a key component. That's why it's mashed potatoes and gravy. He's not just talking about mashed potatoes by itself. Um, no, I, I think that's a that's a. I'd if I was to put it like a top three type of Thanksgiving uh, dish uh, side dishes uh, together, I would say mashed potatoes would probably be number one or two. So like I, I feel like you got to go in that direction, and especially because we talked about the sides are going to be so contested. I feel like going for mashed potatoes and gravy right off the bat is a smart move by you. That's off the board now. You have two sides remaining and all your other categories and mashed potatoes and gravy off the board. Number one pick of the Thanksgiving plate. That's going to look good on the plate for sure. Um, Oh, yeah. All right, my side of things here. So there's a couple directions I can go here. I can also take a side or I can take something else and hope that you don't take a side and hope it comes back to me and then I can pick it up there. Um, okay. There, there's because I think there's a couple categories that if I know you, you're really keying on, and there's some you don't necessarily care about. Okay. Um, so I feel like th- this initial one I was gonna think to get, I could probably get in a later round because I don't think you care about this. <laughs> um, so right. I'm going to go. All right, I, I know what I'm gonna do here. Take the risk. Take the risk. No, I'm not risking. I'm going to make the smart pick here in this situation. Got to risk it to get the biscuit. That's that's true. That's true. I am going. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, I'm changing my mind right at the podium. Oh, Goodell's oh looking God. at me, and he's like, what do you pick? <laughs> what pick are you making? The clock, you, the pick is in. Crap. All right. Now I've got two in my head right now. I got to go in one direction. <laughs> this is not what I expected to be doing. It. All right. I'm going to. All right. I'll, I'll go. I'll go with it. <laughs> Sorry, this is stressing me All right, Goodell. All right. I will go with mac and cheese. I will go with mac and cheese. I was was hoping I was going to get that one. There was uh, a struggle internally between mac and cheese, and I'm not going to say what what the other one was because I don't want to give it away in case I can get it. Um, Justification for the pick, I mean, I think mac and cheese is one of those things where if you are at a Thanksgiving dinner – I think there are, without naming other dishes, because I don't want to spoil other picks, but there are there are a lot of dishes that maybe if you're somebody who uh, doesn't necessarily have a super sophisticated palate or no a, a desire to eat a bunch of uh, veggies or things like that, um, there you have limited options, and one of the options that everybody can get behind is mac and cheese, because there's literally the only person that wouldn't like it is if you're I guess lactose intolerant, I guess, right, um, right. but besides that. It's a it's it's just a nice accompaniment to the meal because it's also something that while other Thanksgiving uh, dishes you only have on Thanksgiving, mac and cheese is something you can have year round. But there's something really special about the combination of having mac and cheese with some of these other items. You can cook it in so many different ways. I love the crock pot way. Uh, you let that thing cook for hours, mix in a bunch of different cheeses. I just made it um, for Abby uh, for her birthday a month ago. Uh, it was delicious. So mac and cheese is my pick. Second overall and my first side. That is not bad. That is not bad. I honestly thought you were going to pick that one. Um, and I assume if I picked mac and cheese, then you were going to pick mashed potatoes or so. Um, uh, that's probably right. I think I think you're right. I would have probably gone mashed potatoes if you did mac. And that's mac and cheese is what I thought you were going to pick first. So. Right. Well, th- well, that's the thing is I, I figured you were going to take that one, but I was hoping with all your stress over there. Uh, I almost went a different direction, so you almost actually right. pulled off a, a pretty nice couple picks. So oh, it would have been it would have been nice. It would have been nice. Uh, so with my second pick, 
you know what? This is actually making me a little hungry because <laughs> there are some things out there that people are just like, this is gross or this doesn't look good. And I've known people that have said this before about this item. So this is not going to be a, I don't think it's going to be really a, um, you know, throw a dart at a dartboard type pick. Um, but I think this pick will uh, appeal to the people uh, more so than people that would be like, eh, I don't, I'm indifferent about it. Okay, okay. So, if that made any sense. So, uh, second pick for my team will be Corn. I think it's called. Ooh, what the hell? What the hell even, was that? He's not even. He doesn't even know well, the name. Well, I know the name of it, but then I saw two different things. So it's either I think corn casserole and corn okay. pudding are the same creamy, thing. Creamy, creamy corn casserole or corn pudding? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. Is, about. I know what you're talking. Is about. It, I, I think corn. Well, that's what I'm a little confused about. Is it, which one is it? Uh, well, I so, have it, I have it down as creamy corn casserole is what I have. Okay, it listed we'll go with online. that one then. But I think it's probably the same thing. So yeah, I know I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. that. Okay. I know uh, one of my aunts, I believe it's my Aunt Tracy, makes it. Uh, I think my sister also makes it once in a while, I believe. And, oh, man, that stuff is good. I yeah. love that. That That's, that's. I, I don't know what else to say. That stuff is good. I'm going to keep on saying it. Yeah, it's, I think <laughs> it's a little bit of a polarizing dish because I think there are a certain segment of the population that definitely don't like creamy corn casserole. I think, I don't know if it's the texture or just the combination of ingredients or things like that. I personally am fine with it. I think it tastes good. Um, but I think there are some people that might not be a big fan of that pick. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm with you. I, I think, I mean, creamy corn, corn's delicious. Get some cream in the mix or whatever. The three, the, the three C's. <laughs> I, I am surprised that it went this early. It was on well, my draft board. It, it's, it's so good. It is good. It is good. I, I mean, can't, think I about can't it. fault you, you, got, you for it. You got corn, which is which always tastes good, and then you got you know corn bread that's like mixed in there as well. Sure. I mean, you got a lot, of, you got a lot of corn in there, man. I love me, love me some corn. No, I'm not faulting <laughs> the pick. I like it as well. I would eat it immediately. Um, all right, so creamy corn casserole or corn pudding, you know, both off the board. Um, mashed potatoes and gravy, mac and cheese, also off the board. We're it's all sides right now, people, because we have three side spots to fill. Mike has filled two of them. I've filled one of them. It is my pick here. I am likely going to go to another side just because we got it those are one of the most important parts of the plate and uh there's two that i'm looking in between right now uh but i think i'm just gonna have to go for it here another aspect of this is the appeal of the plate itself and with somebody in the combination of the things you have on this plate i think i am going to go with a classic this is a dish that i didn't necessarily love as a kid but grew to appreciate as i got older and was like oh wait this is really good um and i'm going to go with stuffing i'm going to go with stuffing uh, here geez. i don't i'm not sure if you're the biggest fan of stuffing but mike i'll tell you it's it's one of those things where i look at all the components and i'm like this doesn't necessarily look like it's going to taste great but then you eat it and you're like, oh, this is incredible. Especially you put a little gravy on it, as, uh, like yeah. turkey stuffing and things like that. You have that. It, you got the breadcrumbs. You got all these different sort of th- components to it. Um, and I'll tell you, that you, if, you're, if you're having a Thanksgiving plate, you got to have some stuffing on there. That will be my second side and the fourth overall pick. Yeah, so that's always a good pick because I was going to go with that one. I was hoping that because sides are always so difficult to pick because of the sole fact that there's so many of them, but then there's some of them that are just not appealing where, you know, you might have 
25% of the population that likes it. Right. Um, right. And because I think everyone, most everyone likes corn, most everyone likes stuffing, stuff like that. So those are pretty easy. I always like to go with a stovetop stuffing. Now, obviously, some people make it from scratch or whatever. Sure. But hey, you can never go wrong by boiling some water, mixing in that stovetop stuffing, sure. and just say say screw it I mean, for the night delicious. and just eat the whole box. It's delicious. <laughs> it really is. I could eat I, just a ton of it. Yeah. So I, honestly, I think that's a good pick. So I, I'm, I'm a little in between of what I want to go with right now. I think I might pass on the side uh, for this one. And I think I'm going to go in the bread category. Oh, no. Don't do it. This is where I was... I was hoping to go. I think I'm going to go in the bread category. And I don't believe you're going to go with this one. Okay. Oh, okay. But this is something that is so good, dipped in that gravy, maybe dipped in some mashed potatoes. Right now, I'm going to go with Hawaiian rolls. Oh. Hawaiian okay. rolls, Hawaiian potato rolls are just so good. They're not too big to the point where you're like, this is too much bread. I feel, I feel like my pants are going to like unbutton in a second because I'm getting bloated. But at the same time, that's a lot of words. Sure. Um, but <laughs> but Hawaiian rolls, you know, the potato rolls are just so good to the, to the fact that you can sit there and just eat two or three of them, feel good about yourself. They're easy to dip stuff in because they're, sure. they're smaller. Um, and they're not going to break in your hand because a lot of like the, you know, the biscuits and stuff like that, like, oh, the, they're flaky and stuff like that. Why well, don't want flakes all over my pants or my shirt or my or my the table where I have to clean up stuff like that. I want something nice, clean, perfectly sized and perfectly dippable. Now the wine rolls are 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 really solid pick. They are some of the best of the of the roll world really. Um, <laughs> okay. They're great for if you've never had it or made it, they're great for making your own little sliders. You buy a pack of like 12 of those uh, little rolls, and then you cut them in half, and you put whatever the heck you want on them. I do a little ham Swiss thing, and it's oh, it's right. it's delicious. But yeah, Hawaiian rolls very underrated. Um, they're soft, so they do they can soak up those juices like you're talking about the turkey and thing and the gravy and things like that. Um, Get those juice. They're very dippable. They're sweet. It's a solid pick. The interesting thing with the limited options here is now because you took Hawaiian rolls with bread, and you can't pick another bread. That category is a category I can leave alone for now because yep, I don't have yep. to worry about you stealing something else. So I'm going to actually go back to the sides category okay. and round out my plate on the sides side of things. And my pick is going to be the sweet potato casserole with marshmallows. The sweet potato casserole with right. marshmallows. Um, you, I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory why it's delicious. It's because it just has all the sweet stuff. Sweet potatoes are great. Um, you get the marshmallows that are kind of toasted on the top, and just a scoop of that in with the sweet potatoes, and I have it all together. It rounds out my sides really nicely with my mac and cheese, my stuffing, and then you have the little corner of the, the sweet potato uh, casserole with marshmallows. Um, that is my pick for the sides there. Yeah, that's uh. I just don't. That's not a lot of sides that are that are appealing to me. Um, you know, I'm on I'm on a nice uh, website that's having 85 of the best Thanksgiving side dishes. That's a lot. Uh, and I'll, well, a lot of them are the same thing, just a different style of it. <laughs> right, right. Um, a lot of but, yeah, uh, that, that is a lot of it when it comes to Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all right, let's be honest here, but there is something on here um, that doesn't look too bad. Now I don't know if it's an actual side for Thanksgiving. And we already talked about. But um, if it's on a list of Thanksgiving sides, I'm I'm gonna I, I'm not gonna veto it. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so I'm going to just say screw it and get rid of the sides because I want to talk about other things. Sure. Um, so obviously the sweet potato casserole is nice. I'm not going to go with sweet potatoes or anything like that. Um, but I'm going to go with something that might be a little bit controversial, but it might look better on the uh, on the graphic that you're going to make. Right. I'm going to go with bacon-wrapped asparagus. Oh, okay. Bacon-wrapped okay. asparagus. So... Now, again, that's something that some people will make, some people might not make or whatever. It's easy to make, so it's not that hard. I mean, it's all about baking and stuff like that. Right. But at the same time, uh, there's not a lot of variations uh, when it comes – or there's a lot of – I should say there's a lot of variations of potatoes and stuff like that. But I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. I'm not no, trying to I like, go straight up. I like that up. pick. I like that yeah, pick because so. you, you get the, the, the fat – the fatty of the of the bacon you've got the veggie in the mix now here with the asparagus um right. you know to go along with your your corn and, and your mashed potatoes and uh adds a different color to the plate as well um yeah i i know i i'm i perfectly like that pick and, and anytime you can add bacon in the mix as well that's always going to look good um so yeah that's us that's actually a pretty smart pick i will say um oh, I will move into all right. So both of us have our sides taken care of. You've got a bread. Um, I can go either meat, bread, dessert, or drink. And I think I'm gonna just knock this out, and I'm gonna go ahead and just get the dark meat. Dark meat, uh, which is the legs and thighs for the turkey meat. Honestly, we, you and I are probably in the same camp where we would just eat it all. I mean, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> right, uh, right. When anybody asks, like, if you ever go to somebody's house and they're like, well, do you want some of the white meat or some of the dark meat? I'm always just like, just give it all to me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> um, but I'll go with the dark meat here. Uh, the legs and thigh meat, it's, it's, it, it's, just, it's always going to be a little bit different um, with the white meat being breast and wings. But keep in mind, we don't ha you don't have to go white meat for your meat here. You could also go ham or some, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the dark meat here for my plate. Okay, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, you know, I said the Thanksgiving oh, meats sorry, are overrated. Sorry, you were still talking. I, I didn't mean to. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I think I'm going to change it up a little bit. I will go with the meat because i don't believe you're going to do the same dessert as i am right because uh, right. i think i think you have a totally different uh dessert um it's like uh, here's the thing with this draft it's like it's a little different from our other drafts because we're also just trying to create the most appealing plate so it's not necessarily going to be as much of a uh like uh, it's just a different type of draft with the categories and things like that so yeah you know uh, because again there in, uh, with dessert and drink i think you and i we're not working from like the same list. Like we could go yeah. in any direction, but uh, size was going to be the biggest part of it. But now the name of the game is appealing to the common man for the rest of these and making sure you have the most appealing plate possible. Right. So I'm going to go, and you kind of said it earlier with the Hawaiian rolls. I'm going to go with a honey baked ham from the honey baked ham store. Now, they have that little crusted sugar or whatever on the sides. Sure. Now, that stuff is amazing. I will say that. Like, I think ham and, uh, and, and turkey and stuff like that, like I said, so overrated meats. Just don't even at me. It's just, it's, they're overrated meats. This is how it is. But when it comes down to the honey-baked ham, you get that nice little sugary coating from the outside, and you put it like on your plate. It gives a nice little uh, spice of sugar to to your entire plate because there's a lot of savory things in here but sometimes those savory things as you said the bacon wrapped asparagus now those you could have some some sweetness in there same with the creamy corn casserole uh but the gravy is not really sweet um for the most part mac right. and cheese is, isn't really sweet stuff like that but 
if you go and have a honey baked ham from the honey baked ham store and you actually get that little sh- you know sugary coating that thing where it like little breaks off a little bit a little piece oh man that sugar is so good it tastes so <laughs> damn good no i like I the pick that. i like the pick cuz i think again you don't have to have turkey for thanksgiving people like in case you didn't know like having ham or something like that like the ham is a perfect secondary option to turkey um, if you if you're not feeling turkey this year you don't want to deal with the hassle of of uh, cooking it and all that sort of stuff just buy yourself a honey baked ham i mean people are going to love it Nobody's going to get that and not enjoy it. So, no, I think right. that I like changing that up a little bit, and I think you could appeal to some people uh, that may be also sick of the turkey there. Um, so for my pick here, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious, and we don't have to explain too much on these ones but um, because, just because we have so many ways we can go. But I'm just going to knock out the bread category, just finish All that right. off. Um, and I'm going to take, because you take the, took the creamy corn earlier, I'm going to get cornbread as my bread. So that way I do have a corn element on the table. Um, cornbread, uh, maybe not as popular as the rolls are at Thanksgiving, but uh, it's still it's still an option there. It's still somewhat dippable. I will say it's not as dippable as, as, as your Hawaiian rolls, that's for sure. But I think you can still break off a piece, especially if it's soft enough, dip it into whatever you want um, and, and get at least a little bit of that uh, that you're trying to go for. But not as great as the rolls, but I still think it works for this plate. So I'm going to go cornbread there. The only thing I have against cornbread is that it crumbles a lot. It tastes great, but it crumbles too much for me. And I don't really like it when the cornbread has a really, like, uh, I would say a really hard top, like a really sure, hard shell. Sure, sure, Because yeah. that... Because it's also dry, dries out your mouth and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I like cornbread. Don't get me wrong. I like cornbread. Sure. But when it comes down to cornbread, I think that there's so much that can go wrong that you have to have so many perfect things right. got to be perfect, but when you, for sure. But when you take out those Hawaiian rolls from that, that sweet, <laughs> sweet Hawaiian bag, I mean, those things, like you said, they're dippable. But Sorry, I will I'm addic- say, addicted to the $5 box of cornbread, a giant. I buy that all the time. It's just right. this small little square. It's soft. It's it's uh, delicious. It's a little buttery. Yeah, uh, and that's like the that. thing. It, it's that's the problem is that people will sit there and when they make cornbread, like I said, there's so many things that can go wrong no, with that's it. That's a good point. That's a good point. It, it's you know, like I said, crumbles too hard and not enough. Eh, it's just it's. I like it, but it just it it stresses me out just thinking about it. Right. All right. We got desserts <laughs> and we got drinks left for our plate, and then we'll recap and then we'll round out the show with uh, some other stuff before we spid these people adieu so are you going dessert or drink next i'm definitely going to go with dessert because drink okay. is just drink is just lame drink because could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah drink is literally like okay you might not even might not even have this, this category but anyways right, my right. dessert okay is going to go off the cuff people think or i should say off the reservoir or whatever um people think that oh the pies the pies are so good we have all these pies uh you know you don't really need pie okay i need and I love me some chocolate, man. I love chocolate. But <laughs> apple pies are, are not bad. Um, but then when you have uh, you know, pumpkin pie, that's okay, stuff like that. I'm just not a huge pie guy. Okay. I don't like He's pies pie that guy. much. I got you. Not a pie, not a pie guy. Um, but my gram makes a damn good Texas sheet cake. Okay. Texas sheet cake is what I'm going with because I don't know if she makes it for Thanksgiving. Not exactly sure, <laughs> but I want the Texas sheet cake that has the nuts in it. Now, nut allergies, sorry, you can go have the pies, but Texas sheet cake is where it's at because when you have that sweet, sweet chocolate like frosting with the nuts just underneath, uh, underneath of it, I mean, geez, that's I'm like looking at that's, it right now. It looks pretty good. 
Oh, dude, it's so good. I'm yeah. gonna have to take a picture. If, if she does, if she does make it, I'll take a picture of it. But dude, that thing—it's just enough sweetness. It's not a ton of chocolate, but it's enough chocolate. Chocolate cake, chocolate icing with the walnuts or whatever that's inside of it. Damn, that's good. All right, Texas she cake. I was not gonna make that pick, so it, I know you weren't. That's hey, why I said it <laughs> again. Dessert and drink are very subjective because you can just go anywhere with there. My dessert, I'm going to go somewhat traditional, but a little different. I'm just going to go with a chocolate pie. Um, I'm not a big pie guy either, but the one pie chocolate that pie. I would eat um, at Thanksgiving was always uh, the chocolate pie because it's literally just like chocolate jello type thing, and, and it's got <laughs> and you just throw whipped cream on it, and it sounds great. It's good. It's 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 solid enough. Um, so I'm going chocolate. It's pie solid there. enough. It does it's a job enough. for Thanksgiving desserts. So well, I'm always laughing. I'm always laughing though, real quick. I'm always yeah. laughing at the people that are like, "Hey, he wants a pie." I'm like, "Nope, I'm doing the Heisman." Just like giving him the Heisman. Yeah, like, I'm, I don't I'm want the, the hell. Yeah, I'm I don't the same want way. That. I'm just not. I'm just not a pie guy. Like Abby, uh, like for for my daughter's daycare, they send all the kids home with a, a pumpkin pie, and I was like, "Well, you're gonna be eating that all week long because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna have even a <laughs> slice of it." I'm not gonna say it's it's not good. Oh, like no, apple I pie is not eat bad. it and not like throw up. Like I'm not gonna get <laughs> sick from it. But like I just don't seek it out. Pre- I don't pre- prefer it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't prefer exactly. It. Um, so we'll just knock out the drinks here because this that doesn't we don't need too much drama around that. No one um, cares. <laughs> no one cares about the drinks part. It's just like what you and I want to drink at Thanksgiving. So go, right. why don't you go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a sugary drink now. Obviously, alcohol is always nice, and you know, beer or whatever. But I rather I rather start drinking after the meal, uh, just so I can sit there and watch some football. Sure, you can fair. watch your Lions and different stuff like that. Uh, but I'm gonna go with a nice classic Dr Pepper. Now I love Dr Pepper, uh, but it's I, I try to stay away from the soda as much as possible. Besides like mixed drinks and stuff like that, when I have Coke Zeros, but Dr Peppers are so good, and I can indulge on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think I, I think it's whatever your your taste preferences are so now dr pepper works for you um i'm just gonna go with the classic i'm gonna go with a nice miller light miller light oh, that is oh <laughs> you would go with the alcohol just appeal to the drunks I'm, out there i'm going with a nice can <laughs> of miller light you know you that's just, not even the best light it's thanksgiving time I, I i gotta you know i gotta still support the midwest and, and i'm gonna go with a classic miller light there such a subpar light man so eh, I, i'm always a miller light guy it's it's, <laughs> it's it's one of my favorites all right um all right to round out the plates here for mr cerrone he has a honey baked ham with mashed potatoes and gravy creamy corn casserole but bacon rake uh bacon wrapped asparagus with a, a hawaiian roll Texas sheet cake for dessert and a Dr. Pepper sitting next to that plate. I've got the dark meat here uh, with mac and cheese, stuffing, uh, sweet potatoes, um, sweet potato casserole. And then I've got uh, my cornbread, slice of chocolate pie, and a nice Miller Lite sitting right next (laughs) to it there. Um, All right, people, before we end the show, we've still got to do our trivia, and then we'll do our picks here. So... Why don't we uh, do a little trivia action? We'll go to Mike's DC trivia here. I failed miserably, I believe, the other week. I think. I can never remember if I'm getting more right than wrong. I feel like I'm like a little over 500. Certain teams. We should have kept track of the certain teams, but overall, you're doing not that bad. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have a Detroit one for me, right? Yeah, I'm pulling it right. Okay. Now. Yeah. So I have a Nationals question for you. Okay. What Nationals closer was an all-star in 2010 before mi- a mid-season trade to the Minnesota Twins? Matt Caps. What Nationals? Matt Caps. All right. 
Probably shouldn't have said that. So. <laughs> Matt right. Caps. Yeah, I remember him. He had uh, he was kind of chubby, uh, like us, white guy, and he had like a little right. chin beard or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> kind of a clown, but he was pretty good at. Uh, I thought that was gonna be not a stumper. I thought you might be able to get it, but I didn't think it was gonna be that quick. Yeah, I think so. Closer as a as a yeah. question could be tough because there's there's been so many closers over the years. But as soon as you mentioned. All star, I was like kind of zeroing in, and then when it said twins, I was like, all right, well, I know for sure that Matt Caps was traded to the twins. Um, here's right. a fun one for you. So, fun. Uh, and Dominican Sue was fined by the NFL for a 2012 Thanksgiving Day game incident. Thanksgiving, where uh, this is all themed. Thanksgiving Day incident in which he kicked what Texas, uh, sorry, what Houston Texans quarterback in the groin. And Dominican Sue was fined by the NFL. For a 2012 thanks I can't talk Thanksgiving <laughs> Day game incident in which he kicked what Texans quarterback in the groin 2012. Well, they haven't had I for, I forgot when the Texans were a team when they became a team I think that was like mid 2000s um, because they had a lot of tech uh, players in their team. Um, I want to say Matt Schaub. Uh, but I have a feeling that it's like a backup or something like that, like John Kitna or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub is your final answer? It is. That's correct. It is Matt yes. Schaub. Well done. All right. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's, the Texans aren't that hard to, to pick out because right. they haven't had a real history yet uh, so far. Right, so. right. Well, you got it done, and we both got our questions right. Got it done. And it was a Thanksgiving Day question. I didn't even do that intentionally. Uh, oh, Thanks. All right, the money line people, uh, sponsored by DraftKings. Picks of the week here. Uh, I am uh, nine and eleven. Mike is ten and ten. I am creeping up slowly but surely on you right now. I'm only back one pick, Mike. Yeah. You're back down to five hundred after being above five hundred for so long. Uh, <laughs> what does this feel like? I, I, I went zero and four the last two weeks. Yeah, it has been a rough couple of weeks for it, you. It's been bad. You well, need well, to bounce we, back. So here, I, we, I'm going to let you say your picks first, Mike, okay, to try to change okay. up the karma. Yeah, sure, right. Uh, well, two weeks ago, I lost both my picks by like less than a point, right? Uh, because I, I bet on halves. But this past week, SMU just got demolished by Cincinnati. <laughs> of course. I mean, just demolished. <laughs> it was like 45. Oh, I, I was watching. I, I was following that score. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, so they got demolished. That wasn't even uh, even a close game. And then Wake Forest, I, I thought they were going to do something against Clemson, and somehow you know Yungle Lele or whatever yeah, for Clemson goes game. out there. It's <laughs> a game game of his life. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was watching some of that too, and I was like, "Holy crap, he's playing his butt off." Yeah, and he they, they scored like thirty seven. I was like, "Geez, they haven't scored thirty seven in the last four games combined." Oh, yeah. So, so that was not good, but. This week I'm gonna go and stay with Wake Forest again. Okay. I bet I bet on Boston College this week uh, to beat. I think it was FSU at home, and they sucked. Uh, so I'm gonna go against that, against the grain, and go with Wake Forest, my lock at uh, five points favorite. So I'm gonna go with the minus five with Wake Forest over okay. BC. Wake Forest needs uh, to get a better bowl. They need to get this W because they've lost to Clemson. Uh, and also UNC. So my dog is going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Again, the the problem with the Vikings is that they're just like a ghost team. Sometimes they appear like Casper, and sometimes they just disappear in the bookshelf. Yeah, quite a few of those uh, in the league this year. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Vikings mainly because this past week, you know, they're due for a dud, but I feel like Dalvin Cook uh, and uh, whoever's running the ball for San Fran at the, at the time uh, will have a little dueling match. And it might be a lower-scoring game. I think the over-under right now is like 48, right. uh, which is kind of crazy. But at the same time, I think the Vikings have more weapons. Uh, they obviously have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle for San Fran uh, throwing the ball. But at the same time, the Vikings have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I mean, yeah, they have Jefferson they have was some looking good this week, and he's been uh, yeah. obviously having a great season. And you mentioned Cook. I mean, he had a good day. I have him for fantasy, so I was happy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think the so. Vikings are like sneaky good. Like yeah. they're one of those teams, like you said, that they you bet against them, and that's the day that they just destroy the team. You, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was hoping that the spread would be three and a half, uh, but it's just three right now. Right. So I think. On the road at San Fran after a good win over the Packers. They need to keep the train moving, and I'm going to go with the Vikings plus three over San Fran. All right, so my picks here, my lock. I think the Bills are due for a good game. I mean, they have looked (laughs) bad for weeks in a row. I got to think they're going to turn it around, and I'm going to say they do it against the Saints. This is a a four-and-a-half line. I'm going to say the Bills win by a touchdown or more. I just think they're due. They're they're due to stop sucking. They've just sucked for weeks, <laughs> and yeah. I just don't think that can continue. So I'm going right. to go to the Bills here. I'm going to bet on them. And then my dog, I got to do it. It's Thanksgiving Day. The Detroit Lions, three and a half dogs against the Bears. I, I would almost never do this because the Lions are just so bad. But yeah. it's Thanksgiving. Sometimes... Things get a little special for Detroit on Thanksgiving. The Bears are also not very good. I know they. I know they just had a, a good game this week, but I still. Well, thanks to Andy. And thanks to Andy Dalton, though. Exactly. That's exactly. And Andy Dalton. We'll see. He will probably be the quarterback on Thursday, so that does worry me a little bit. But I'm just gonna say it's a Thanksgiving miracle. The Lions at least cover the three and a half against the Bears. Not too bad, not too bad. I was going to actually go with the Lions just to screw around. Because uh, the NFL the is so time, weird betting-wise this year, so it's like might as well just screw around a little bit every now and then with some picks. Yeah, and that's going to be a terrible game, the Lions and the Bears. It's almost going to be as as bad as the Steelers and the Lions uh, two weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, everyone, <laughs> I'm going to see all the tweets from people saying, why do the Lions get Thanksgiving every year if they, if they suck? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. But if I'm the NFL and, and, and people are complaining about that, just add a third game. Instead of having everybody getting so upset about the Lions game, just go add add another third game and take. Well, did, didn't they add, didn't they add the third game recently? They, well, they did a few years back, but yeah, but they, it's yeah. Still, it doesn't exist right now. But they've done it. But I'm just saying, add that third game, and uh, at least I don't think it, it, it's around. I'm gonna anymore. check it right now. I thought I thought they did have a third game. I'm gonna check it though. I could be completely wrong. <coughs> uh, Man, well, I mean, see. screw it. Who cares? When is, when is thir- Thursday? It's 25th. Okay, so there is three games that day. The Bills Saints is the final game of the night. Okay, so there is a third game. So don't complain about the Lions. You got two oh, other damn. games you can watch that day. Yeah. So so you're gonna have both your picks done by Thursday. Right. Right. Man, it, it might be a bad Thanksgiving for you. I don't know. I think it's gonna be pretty good. You saw my plate earlier. Um, <laughs> That's true. That is Mike Sarone. I am Ben Simpson. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover, especially now because we're gonna be posting the plates tomorrow, um, so you can vote on that. And then you know you can follow Mike on Twitter at uh, Sarone sixteen, of course. And then uh, download the Contender app, Contender with a K. Download that. You can hear Mike live Tuesday, 5 Eastern. 
That's Tuesday the 23rd, 5 Eastern to 6, 5 p.m., not a.m. Uh, you can hear Mike Cerrone, uh, on live on the contender. You can join the conversation as well. There'll be a call-in number, so that's fun. I'm go, working go in a Mike. guest currently. I'm working on a guest currently as we record nice. the podcast. Uh, that's good. So I have someone that possibly is interested in coming on if they have the time. Uh, they cover the Washington Wizards and the Capitals for NBC Sports Washington. Oh, cool. So I'm in the I'm in the works of getting a guest on to analyze the Caps and the Wiz and or the Wiz. Uh, but we shall see if that comes through. If not, you get to hear my voice. You get to hear Mike. And that's hour. totally fine. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week to our normal formats and things like that, talking all things sports. But have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, hope you have a fun, wonderful time with your families and things like that. Go eat a crap ton of food get sick um you know do all that stuff because it's thanksgiving man you got to stuff your fate you got to get two or three plates worth man like that's what you got to do on thanksgiving you have to know they got it they got to do is eat the plate that i i I said well yeah that's that's a good option as well uh (laughs) we will see you next time this has been another episode of the dc crossover